So good to be here. Very good morning. If you're watching online, good morning. My name is Danny. I have the privilege to share God's word uh, with you this morning. Welcome. This is our first time. And now, uh, we are part, as a local church, some of you know, some of you don't know, we are part of a family of churches called New Frontiers. It was a big umbrella, churches in many different nations. And under this umbrella, we have a family, another family of church. Let me explain better this. Yeah. I have three girls. Two of them are here. Wave girls, yeah, Clara and Manuela. They are 15 years old, and someday, well, maybe in 30 years' time, they'll get married. <laughs> someday they'll get married, okay? So, and then they'll have their families and their houses. But on Sunday lunch, when we are all together, we are the same family. Is the way that we see our family of churches. We are not a denomination, but we are family. We are friends. So have all these churches, and sometimes we are gathering together as one same DNA, same family. And this is about to happen in a few days as we are having a New Ground um, Leadership Conference. New Ground is this family. We've got around 50 churches. And for this conference, we'll be gathering something around 10 nations and 400 leaders from these places. And some nations are already, they arrive in the UK, and one of these countries is Brazil. And I almost forgot the name, yeah. So, <laughs> and here we have Biro in that corner. Come on, Biro, come to say hello. Biro is here, and also Carlos is arriving tomorrow. Uh, Maya, Carlos, yeah, come here. And also, Eunice, my sister-in-law, is there. And we have, King okay, nice. Carlos? Robert, Robert from Americana. He's already here. He arrived yesterday. And this week, we are receiving pastors from Portugal as well. So it will be a lot of Portuguese talking around and weird accent like me. If you don't like my accent, get ready. <laughs> for the next few days, we have all these people speaking. So, Biro, say hello for the guys. I'll be translating. Good morning. Ah, good. good to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking risk in English, okay. Muito bom estar aqui entre vocês. So good to be here among you guys. Me sinto em casa e em família. I feel this is my family, this Junto is my home. Esposa, Patricia. My wife Patricia is over there as well. É, estou aqui para agradecer a vocês. I'm here to thank you guys. Pelas orações, encorajamentos. For all your prayers and encouragement. Ofertas que vieram até nós com o nosso trabalho. We received our uh, local church. Muito obrigado mesmo. Thank you so much, guys. Para nós é sempre um privilégio estar aqui entre vocês. For us, it's always a privilege to be here with you. E ver o que Deus tem feito aqui na Inglaterra e também no mundo. To be here with you and see what God is doing in England and across all nations. Also. E algo que arde ao nosso coração e nos alegra muito. And something that burns in our heart and brings a lots of joy for us. É ver a visitação do Espírito Santo em todos os continentes da Terra. Is to see this outpouring of the Holy Spirit in all these nations and continents across the earth. E chamando pessoas das Américas, da Europa, da Europa, Ásia, Oceania. And bringing people together from America, Asia, Europe. E os inserindo no único corpo. And putting them all together in the same body. E fazendo-nos parte um dos outros. And make this uh, part of each other. Por isso nós somos a nova humanidade de Deus em Cristo. That's why we are the new uh, mankind of God in Christ. E somos uma única família. And we are the same family membros uns dos outros one big family members of each other irmãos em cristo and brothers and sisters in christ muito obrigado thank you so much 
Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. So this is a family, and uh, I'm very happy and very happy as well for the people that I have in this church, lovely, giving their time, hospitality, gifts. So Tim, Tina, Jackie, Wendy, uh, lots of people, Steve, lots of people involved on this because I'm this guy. Um, connecting, working with new ground family churches, but guess what? I'm from Crawley, so lots of things are coming to Crawley, and everybody here is so lovely and helping in many different gifts. So thank you guys for everything, every effort that you are putting in this conference. Thank you. Now, let's go for the Bible. We are talking about the Holy Spirit in this series of messages. I want to read with you 1 Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Do we have... Yeah. And we are talking about the Holy Spirit. And uh, who is the Holy Spirit? Why do we need the Holy Spirit? And so today I want to be uh, focused on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we spoke about what he does uh, in our days. Why do we need him? Ken had amazing teaching last week here. And this um, Sunday I'll be talking about the gifts. Let's read the text. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be unformed. I love this text. And Corinth, uh, this whole chapter is so important. We'll be talking later about this. Question. Don't answer. Just answer for yourself in your heart. What is unique about you? Oh, I know how to bake nice cakes. Or I know how to be welcoming with people. I know how to speak. Um, uh, I don't know. I know how to watch series. <laughs> I don't know. What's unique about you? All of us, we have talents or something special uh, in us. What in the past have you been good at? You know, when people go to you, or your relatives, or friends, or co-workers, or university, or school, whatever, when they go to you, what kind of things they ask for uh, when they ask for help? There's something unique about you. There's something special about you, specific about you. And I do believe that God wants not only to reveal his son, Jesus Christ, to you, but he wants to reveal also who you are. Sometimes you are very lost. So we are talking about this today. God works through you to impact the life of others. That's why you were created. That's why you are here to create impact or influence uh, or a legacy in someone. Because there, is things, there, there are things that only the Holy Spirit does for you. One of these things is happiness. Let's talk about happiness. Search for happiness generate unhappiness. Let me explain my point for you. Now, <clears throat> there's different understanding about happiness. My understanding is I will be happy if I have control on every situation, number one. Even people don't be annoying with me, don't create problems for me. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so control situations, money, health, all of this. People not creating or bringing to me new problems. Oh, perfect. Even that broadening law. You know that broadening law. So not creating problems for me or uh, things will work out in the way that I want to. I create my plans for five years' time, ten years' time, uh, or future. I'll get retired, have that house on the beach, etc. 
This is my idea of happiness. I will be happy when those things um, happen. And then we have a problem. When I become obsessed with creating these plants, guess what? Doesn't work. <laughs> I changed. I'm not the same person from five years ago or ten years ago or two years ago. We changed, we changed our minds. People keep creating situations for us, even our own family, our kids or teenagers or your parents, because we cannot control people and we cannot control many things. And things that we can control sometimes we struggle. For example, I know in my head, in my mind, I cannot eat that cake, but I go eat. I cannot control myself. This is a shallow example, but if you take this for a deeper level, I cannot control my compulsions, my, I don't know, appetite for what is wrong. And I try to control. I have this internal fight in me. Like Paul said, the good things that I must do, I cannot do. And the evil, the wrong things, I keep doing. Why? I have this war inside of me. But my idea of happiness usually are connected with consumerism. Consumerism is the word? Is the right pronunciation? Consumerism. Oh, about pronunciation, forget it. But is the word right? <laughs> Plans will not always work out. Strategy will make us tired. We become mature. We change. So to live the life, living uh, in expectation of some things like living in a silent despair. We are always searching for something. Searching for meaning, happiness, goal. Why I'm here, another day I was talking about this phrase, uh, the two most important days in our lives is the day where I was born and the day that I figure out why. So we keep searching and, and filling the gaps in our souls with entertainment and all of this because we are in this silent despair. Some people, they, they never stop. We are always busy because when we stop, we start to look within. We start to look inside, and then we don't like the things that we see. So we need to keep searching. This is our idea of happiness, and searching happiness. And why I said, why did I say that uh, the Holy Spirit is the only one that can make you happy? Because happiness, from a more biblical perspective, is not the consumering happiness. It's not about what can I take from happiness in the Bible is about if I'm giving myself how much of my time, life, myself, I'm giving. When I become a giver, it's weird in our minds because in our minds, it looks like, okay, I need to take to be happy. But the Bible says I need to give to be happy. Well, if I give, I'll have less. Yes, and you'll be happy. How is this? So happiness from the biblical perspective means that you will only find purpose and meaning when you give, and then you have satisfaction. They think that Rolling Stones keep singing for over 50 years, I can get no satisfaction. So, and I try, 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 but I can get no -da -da, satisfaction. -da -da. How was the Sunday morning service? Oh, it was nice. We had a crazy pastor singing Rolling Stones. Searching, searching, searching. So, okay, what are you trying to say that if I give, I give what? Mm, the Holy Spirit gave to you something to give. Gifts, talents. We don't have gifts for ourselves. Gifts is always to serve someone. And when we start to touch someone else's life, when you start to see someone changing because of you, you feel that joy, that pleasure, that 
wow, this is nice. So good to give. And then you can wake up Sunday morning, even when you have no control on situations, you still have debts, you still have a high mortgage and interest, and, and, and all these normal problems that every human being has, you still feel, wow, I have satisfaction, I have joy, because my life now has a purpose. Even people keep being annoying with me, but that's fine. I have something in me, gifts, gifts of the spirit that will be focused focus uh, this morning. This guy, in his book, Paul Tonier, Creative Suffering, he said this. And uh, there are two things that we cannot do alone. One is to get married, and the other one is to be a Christian. That's why Jesus said, Love your Lord, love the Lord your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is so deep. It's not, oh, love, uh, love the Lord oh God above all things. No, no, let's be specific. So with all your soul and, and your mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. What Jesus is saying is, my brother, my sister, my neighbor is, I don't know, is a kind of extension of myself. I will just find meaning, happiness, love, purpose when I start to pouring out my life into someone's life. So when you look around this building, in this hall here, you have lots of people around you that you can find purpose, meaning, happiness, serving them. Serving the guy next to you or in your small group. So in this week, in this small group, we'll be talking more specifically. We don't have time here about the gifts of the Spirit, but every gift is to serve someone. Then you find purpose. Then you find meanings. Now, if you go to the Bible, the New Testament, we have four places where we talk about the gifts of the Spirit. Because sometimes mm, we don't understand really well. Oh, that guy is speaking that tongue. I would love to. Uh, but I'm not so super spiritual. I don't know how. Should I learn? Uh, how is this? But I have lots of gifts of the Spirit. So we have Romans 12. 1 Corinthians 12 until 14, 1 Peter 4, Ephesians 4, all these places plus other places as well, but the mainly one, talking about the gifts of the Spirit. So as our brain loves organized information, we're having the first pillar there, 12 gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, word of wisdom, knowledge, gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment of spirit, tongues, interpretation, apostle, teacher, help, administration. Now you see, Administration together in the same block of miracles or tongues, very opposite, very different, very broad. Romans 12, prophecy, teaching, service, encouragement, contribution, leadership, compassion. And Peter, instead to be specific, he just said in 1 Peter 4, well, gifts of speaking and serving. Lots. So every single person in this room will have something unique about you. You have something in you. You have a treasure in you that can help serve and save someone near to you. In your small group, in this local church, in your school, every single person is important. That's why we call in the New Testament, after the Reformation, the priesthood of all believers. We don't have that main bishop anymore. He received the vision from God, like Moses climbing the mountain, coming back with the vision. We all are priesthood. We all can minister to each other. I love something that we have uh, and we try to keep alive in the church. Uh, to have, of course, we have one hour and a half on service Sunday morning. But this evening, we have another service to give room for the, for the Spirit. 
Because it's one thing to say, oh, in this church, we are a church of word and spirit. We believe in the gifts. In the paper, another thing is to really practice this in the church. So when we open the mic here and Tony brings a contribution, or Richard this morning, or a vision, a word of knowledge, or a psalm, or a... we love to see this in the church. But also have all these gifts. Ephesians 4. We keep preaching about Ephesians 4. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. These are, they're not titles. They're gifts. They're not a hierarchy. I am the boss. I'm an apostle. Actually, in this, uh, in this um, we're talking about the building project. Can you imagine, Steve, you have a special way out here for apostles with a bodyguard and we don't need to talk with people because we're more... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We are not in this kind of church. We are here to serve. We are here together. Peter said, the apostles among you. They're not above you. Among you. We are part of a body. We are part of a church. We don't have a special car parking or a gold ring. Kiss my ring. Uh, we don't believe in those things. But we do believe in the gifts. And, and sometimes the, the gifts, they have some kind of hierarchy. The gift, not the person. To help the church. If you read Ephesians 4. And this week in your small group, you have more... Um, material about this. So, let's, let's understand. Speaking, serving, and science. Let's put all together. Some of you guys, we are going to ministry others with your hands. Some of you, you are, you are that kind of person who says, ah, stop to talk. It's enough talk. I don't argue. Let's do something. If you are this kind of person, I do love you <laughs> so much. We need this. And then, okay, you can do the planning. Okay, let's do it. With your hands, you are practical, uh, and you're very practical people, uh, you want to do. Some of you have gifts of speaking, or largely verbal, teaching, or giving encouragement, or giving instructions, and, and some of you guys who have a supernatural gifts, tongues, healing, prophecy, miracles. All of this is the church. But there is something about the gifts that I want to uh, tell you this morning. Actually, from, from 1 Corinthians 12 until 14, it's very um, compressed, is the word, full of gifts. It's beautiful. And the middle have love, which is the highest, the most important gift, love, the whole chapter uh, 13, talking about this. But the Spirit gives gifts. Oh, for someone like me to speak this is hard. The Spirit gives gifts, but it's also the gift itself. People don't just have gifts, but they are a gift. I know that sometimes, um, I don't know, I have a weird personality. <laughs> sometimes it can be tough preaching, but let, let me tell you something. You are a gift for this church. We do love you. It's so good to have you here. It's an honor to have you here in this church. You are the gift, not only not only uh, the additional gifts that you have and bring to this church, but you are a gift from God to this church. You are important. And if you're part of this family, we must honor you to have you here. It's a blessing. My family, your family, they are a gift from God. And I love when I read Job chapter 42, in the very end of the book, the last chapter of the book. 
Uh, some of the most part of you do know his life. He was suffering and poverty and disease and he lost his family and children and friends, etc. And the very end of the chapter, 42 verse, I think verse 10, the Bible says that God changed his life. God blessed him while he was praying for his friends. So before all the answers, before have all the blessings for the Lord. He was praying. He was still, still uh, will. He was still very poor. He was still miserable. But he was praying to someone else. This is so important. You as a gift for this church. Maybe it's time for us to stop to um, find the problems. When I, you know when we don't have serious problems in life. We, try to, we start to try to find some new problems. Oh, oh, yeah, everything's fine, but yeah, maybe if it's raining, da, 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 da. we start to find problems to give reasons to be unhappy. Maybe it's time for us, even when my life is not perfect, when my family is still not perfect, to start to bless someone, to start to act towards someone, because I'm a gift from God, I have gifts from God, and my life can be an answer to someone, even without the situation under control. Maybe it's time for us to stop to complain, to, start, to stop to feed our uh, sorrows or cuddling our sufferings and start to serve and start to give our time, our energy, our money, our creativity to bless someone. I love this text when Paul said, yeah, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me, my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying the good news of God's grace. This is my mission. This is my role. This is why I'm waking up every Sunday morning. I have a reason to live. But Paul, you're suffering, I know. But I have something in my bones, in my heart. I have some flame. But look, you have that debt. You received the fine from the government. You need to pay. I know it's, it's life. But I have something Bigger than all of this. You have the same. You have a calling. God gave to you. This is your role. Now. Okay Danny. This is cool. Um, well. All of us. We were part of something in our lives. Or we are part of something. Some uh, group of people. Maybe at school you played some sports. Or basketball. Or football. And then you, have, you had all that friends. I, I used to love basketball. But. I was awful. <laughs> That's why I ended up in this kind of job because I don't know how to, I don't know how to play nothing. Nothing. Uh, awful. Uh, but then, uh, I don't know, church groups or, or military services or any kind of group of people. And now you're part of a family. And like Ken was talking this last week, in this church family, there is no, uh, everybody's a player. There is, there, I'll have this group of guys playing and we are watching and just, yeah, no, everybody has a role to play. Everybody's a player in this, in this group of people. And then uh, maybe you're playing even inside your home, like this lady here. She said, I'm content to fill a little space if God be glorified. Now, if some of you don't know who was this lady, she had 19 children. In that century, I don't know which century is this, 1669. 
and 19 children, and even daily having devotional, spending time with the Lord in prayer, in deep prayer, and then teaching all these boys and girls to love Jesus and reading the Bible with them and pouring out her life. And she understood, okay, my vocation, my role, or my calling is to raise these kids to be flamed for God, to be the answer for their generation in the future. Maybe you have this in your home. And from this big family, two of these boys were part of the I don't know, one of the biggest revival we had in the whole world, starting in England. Charles and John Wesley. And they had a group of friends in, in Oxford. They called the Holy Club. And they were together reading and asking, please, Lord, send us a revival. Send us your Holy Spirit. Because England was so away from the Lord. Lots of prostitution and sin and, and everything. And they were crying out for the Lord with some friends. And then, boom, the Holy Spirit came. And they start a revival that was spread to the whole world, even my country. On those days, because some lady was behind the scenes. She didn't know. She was raising John Wesley. She was raising Charles Wesley. She was blessing many other generations. Maybe it's you. Maybe you have the next church planter in your bedroom, sleeping. Maybe you have the next missionary I don't know, maybe in this church, in solid here, or in the kids' church, siblings, I don't know. Maybe it's your ministry. I remember when Jesus, uh, he was coming to this town, and people going in another uh, direction to the cemetery, and he raised from the dead that boy, and, and the Bible says he gave back to his mother uh, that, that boy. She was a widow. And I don't know, the ministry of that boy was to look after her. His mother. Maybe it's one person. We don't know. But it's time to understand better the gifts and what kind of gift the Holy Spirit has given to you. <clears throat> and, and let me tell you something. If you do not do it, something will remain undone. And, and some people will really miss you. People that you could change some life. And maybe... Uh, in our context, we are in this local church in Crawley. You can make the difference. Sometimes, uh, I don't know, when people ask for some help or some support, few people are helping. Sometimes I think, well, this is sad because it's a privilege. It's an honor. I can't imagine. For example, now I'm, I'm, I'm doing my gift, which is serve. Okay, or prophesying, preaching, teaching. Uh, but can you imagine if for me this was a burden or something that, oh, I need to go to the church to preach for that people. It's a joy. It's an honor. Someone like me opening the Bible, speaking his name for his people. Oh, I don't deserve it. But this was preceded by many years of cleaning churches. Welcoming people. Everything is important. And all of us will have gifts. So I love when Paul is talking with the church in Romans in chapter 1. He said, I long to see you. So he's missing the church. I don't know if it's our case when I have a break, a sit break or holidays. I'm missing the church. <laughs> For Paul, was very important. I'm missing you guys. I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. So he's saying, I really want to be with you so I can share with you my gift and you can be strong, strengthened. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. 
So what he's saying is this dynamic. I have something to give. You have something to give as well. I have something to uh, build up, to edify your life. But you do have something for me as well. So what, what happens when everyone serves? Everyone benefits. Everyone wins. This is what happens. So I don't feel connected, Danny. I'm coming to this church, but mm, I don't feel... I don't have relationships here, and I feel very in the edge of the church. Well, start serving. If you start to give more yourself, to be connected, to be involved, because once you are serving with your gift, someone you serve you with the gift, and guess what? Relationship, mutual um, uh, strengthening, mutual investment. That's why relationship are. Uh, that's why uh, the way that relationships are born. So maybe you feel disconnected. Well. For example, let me tell you something. We have small groups in the church. And last week we had a meeting, and tomorrow I have another meeting. Um, we are praying to put together a group of mentors for the small groups. Because some people, they are not connected with small groups. That's fine. You are free. You are adult. But maybe you need pastoral care. So we are thinking, well, the church is growing. And it is. It's a good news. It's, it's a great thing. But every church, when it grows, people have less attention. It's normal. So, then we think, okay, uh, it's a difficult decision. Let's be that kind of amazing church with a big, like I was saying, car parking. Don't talk with me. I'm the apostle. Or let's be a family. Mm, hard to decide. Okay. If you're trying to be a family, you give more work. And, and that's great. So, okay. So, we have the small group. Every small group has a leader where you can share your hearts and, and receive pastoral care. But some people are not in the small groups. Or even the small group leaders, they need care. They need attention. They need a mentorship. So, we are trying to put together this team uh, to serve the, the, the small group leaders and to serve people in the church. And, and we are praying for this. So, what is this? Mutual, like Romans 1, gifts, sharing gifts, mutual pastoring, uh, accountability about our hearts. Because we don't want to see people in the church saying, ah, I'm not part of... No. So, guys, some, every uh, week, every Thursday, we send the church email telling for, 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 for people of our community everything that it's happening and will happen. So I have that email. Some people, they don't open the email. So they don't read. And sometimes they come to me, oh, what's happening? Well, yeah, I can tell you, but is it an email? Or that? Oh, I didn't know we have email. We do have. We're trying to bring together as a family because we know everybody's important. And by the end of this sermon here, I have a new challenge for you, uh, a, a different thing. If you are now listening to me saying, okay, this guy is weird, but I, I, I don't know what, what my gift is or I don't know what to do. When he says, oh, I want to serve, well, I can do many things, but I don't know my passion. I don't know things that I love to do. Or how is the big question. How can I serve? Well, instead to go around or grab stewards, hey, steward, I want to serve. <laughs> let, me, let me share something with you. We do have a content, a material that will help you to find your passion, your gift, and your calling in the Lord. So by the end of the service, I'll drop my email here. You can take a photo of my email. I send you self-explained. It's a very easy content. That, that's my email. If you want to know, okay, what's my calling? What's my gift? What God wants me to do? I'm searching for meaning for such a long time in my life. Drop us an email. We'll help you. We're not saying three steps. You find the answers. No more problem in your life. No. But you help you to grow and to make you close to, to your call and mission. What God has to you.
And then you grow. And then you say, oh, great. This is the areas of passion that I love. Very practical. Very easy. And then we can change emails and, and talk about this. Help me to preach. Come on, give me an amen. Amen. <laughs> you know that kind of, hey, man. We need a tambourine. Hey, man. <laughs> cool. Uh, my question for you is, who will I bless this week? This week. Now, this week. I'm not talking about someday in the future. I'm talking about what kind of impact will I make in someone else this week. We're going to pray in a few minutes. And I want to suggest something for you to pray. Ask for the Holy Spirit to give you some names. Two, three names. I don't know. Names of people that are, I don't know, in your heart. Well, I don't know what to do with these people. Just pray for the names. Uh, maybe someone from this local church. Maybe someone from your workplace or, or school. Whatever it is. And then today, in your lunchtime, you know, lunchtime, Sunday after church, when you sleep in the sofa, before you sleep in the sofa, just write these names in a piece of paper. Put it in your fridge. And spend the next few days praying for these people. God, I have that guy, I have that lady, I have that family. And then, will you work together to find your gifts, your passion, how this can bless that person? And maybe someone from this church. And there's many practical ways to do it. Let's pray, let's stand. Ian, can we have a song? Where? Oh, Ian's here. Thank you, my brother. I invite you to close our eyes for a second. We, we have time. If you have gifts from the Lord you'd like to share, we are a charismatic church. Come speak with us. If you want to receive prayer, <clears throat> because <clears throat> we can have good intentions, good ideas, methodology, but we do need the inputs of the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit. Maybe someone here needs to be healed in, in his or her emotions to unlock gifts from heaven. So while we're singing this song, I want, you, I want to ask you to pray for, for your heart. Then I will come back to the stage and we'll pray all together. And if you feel free, if you want to bring something, bring something. If you want to receive prayer, come. This is your, it's your moment. If for many years you are stopped, if for many years you are hurt, you have been hurt by churches, by some leader, for some pastor, I don't know. Maybe you're still bleeding. That's why you're not giving more yourself or your gifts. This morning is a morning for healing. The Holy Spirit's here. And He knows everything about you. And He called you. He chose you. And let me tell you something. Your calling is not an option. He chose you because He has something for you. We are here to serve. Let's sing. Let's sing a song.